introducing to you the fat loss formula by Brendan Loden. So before I start today's podcast episode, I want to talk to you very quickly about my event that I'm running in aid of Campaign Against Living Miserably, also known as CAM. So I'm doing my first ever in-person event called the Fat Loss Formula, where I'll be helping you write your goals to get you to fire the fuck up and go for it, create habits for you to instill so you don't have to second guess yourself, and more importantly, allow you the blueprints to lose that first dress size. This is going to be two pound to come and all proceeds will be going to campaign against living miserably. For those who have been a long time listener of this uh, podcast, you'll know that campaign against miserably, living miserably, sorry, is the charity that I work with quite a lot. It's essentially a suicide prevention hotline. I won't go into it too much today, but it's a service that I've used previously in my life. Just eight pound can save somebody's life. That is how much it takes to run of one single call at the call centers. The call centers are open from 7 p.m. onwards and open throughout late at night, every single night. And Campaign Against Living Miserably wants to open them lines up from midday onwards, but they currently cannot afford to do so. And that is why I'm doing the Fat Loss Formula Live. So if you are interested, message Brendan Learn at brendan.findfitness on Instagram, and I'll put you forward towards the details. You'll have to fill out a form for your interests so I know how many people come in because there is 30 seats available and I'll send you the link so you can donate your £2. If you want to donate more, that's absolutely fantastic, but I'm only asking for £2. But again, that's your call. So I thought I'd start with that today before we get into the swing of things. So I would love you to come to the Fat Loss Formula Live on the 16th of April at 2pm at Pure Gym Hull and the B Gym Studios. See you there. And welcome to the Finding Fitness Podcast by me, Brendan Loden, a humble purse trainer based out of the city of Hull. And in today's episode, I have a, a guy that I know quite well, and I, I knew this episode was going to be very fun, and it, in fun, it was indeed. You can already see by the runtime, we're in for a long fucking show today. So as I said, I really, really enjoyed this one. And before I talk, let's talk about what the episode's going to entail itself, just going to let everyone know, and I say this every single time, because I want as many people as possible to give a listen to this episode. If you are listening to this right now, I want you to screenshot it on whatever app you've got, post it on Instagram story, tag me and tag Naeem in it, and basically message us and see how you found the episode as well. I want a bit of engagement in regards to this episode. Um, so yeah, one more thing before I describe the episode as well. Time of recording, it is November, so that means I'm doing November once again, and I'm doing it for CalmZone, a charity who I have a lot of fondness for, as I've used as ever myself, is essentially is a crisis hotline for mental health and just having someone there to speak to that not everyone in the world may be able to have access to. Um, £8 donation essentially results in an £8 call funded um, from the crisis team at CalmZone. Uh, it is a, a phone line, that is set up and it opens from 7 p.m. every every day of the week for 12 hours. They want to increase that runtime slightly longer and basically open up their lines earlier than 7 p.m. So the more donations they get, the longer that they'll be able to open. So £7 or £8, sorry, donation equals a potentially life-saving phone call. So if you are wanting to donate to that, search my name, Brendan Loden, on the Just Giving page and donate £8. 
That's two cups of coffee, isn't it? Anyways, so in this episode today, me and I even talk about his career. He's a bit of a renaissance man. He does look a little bit better than me. He's only slightly better looking. Uh, he's also a model as well. So we talk about his ability to, to swap between his two jobs. He's got a fantastic work life and sort of social life balance that a lot of PTs, including myself, do struggle with. And we talk about a lot of things that he's learned across his life. And we talk about how family is important to him as well. Um, Naeem is a fun, creative guy. And I absolutely love doing this podcast, as you can tell from the runtime that I've already mentioned. So I won't waste any more time. I'm going to move it over to the actual podcast with Brendan Naeem. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Fine Fitness Podcast. We are on episode 21 today. And as my last episode was a solo episode, I have either a blessing or a curse. We'll decide how it goes today. We have another guest. And before I say the name of this guest, he's a southerner. I've slated southerners in the past. I've got clients that are southerners and they got quite pissed off at the end for her. I thought I'd mention it. So Jess, one of my newer clients, you know I'm referring to yourself. So this southerner today is from Northampton, though he is a bit of a city slicker and he insists on going to London more than he's in. I'm from London. He's sorry, he's from London. He wants that um that SW postcode. That's fair enough, mate. So he looks more important. Um, so yeah, and this is the first ever time and a guest I'm guessing I've had a drink with. So that's a, a, a sort of first. Yeah, um, so how are you doing, mate? You good? I'm all good. I'm all good, bro. I'm, uh, I'm excited for today. I'm excited. Like I said, it's episode 21. 21. <laughs> I'm going to get your copyright strike. I'm going for it. That's the aim of the game today. So before we start recording, he got quite buzzed that it's episode 21. And the reason why you want it to be episode 21 is? Because I love 21 Savage, man. I just love that guy. He's just prime time. And before... He's English. He's English, isn't he? Do you remember the memes? <laughs> 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 yeah, that was, was that two years ago now, wasn't it? That was, Mate, that was, that was madness. So 21 <laughs> Savage, like, it was mad. We've already talked about 20 minutes pre-recording. I expect this one. So if you love a shit show episode, that like episode, I think, four, that was a shit show. This one's going to be a shit show, everyone. So in the nicest way, we've already gone off topic in about a second. So, But yeah, so if you was to describe yourself in an elevator pitch, what would you say about yourself? In an elevator pitch, is this in terms of my business or just me as a person? Do you know what? Let's go both. You're in two different elevators. Go for your business one first. <laughs> um, my business one or my business uh, elevator pitch would be, I guess I'd be a coach who, whose focus is to give people the fundamental tools to take control of their journeys. I always want to empower people to reach their goals and we can only ever be the person that leads someone to the river and they have to know how to drink that water. So I'm just trying to make sure that they're best armed for that. That's that elevator pitch done. <laughs> next one. So, <laughs> Me as a person. Go on to the next one as well. Um, so wh where are you based? Because I don't know how to ever say it. Do you just say the gym or is it the gym group or what do you, it's a stupid name. For yeah, 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 it's a crazy one. I just say the gym. I'll just yeah. say the gym group for people like people watching, but it's always people get confused. So yeah, I'm based in the gym group in Northampton currently. That's the gym chain with the Primark t-shirts, isn't it? Yeah, so but I don't wear them. I don't wear them. Uh, we'll, we'll go on to that, won't we? Not anymore, you don't, do you? Um, and got, since you wanted another elevator pitch, it's Naeem's own elevator now. 
Let's go, let's go. Where are we going? What floor are we at? Okay, we're going 17. We're going no, 17, baby. 17, uh, 21, 21. I was going to say, why 17? So elevator pitch, my elevator pitch. I would say I'm a deep thinker. I'm a philosophical person. With various moments of talking shit, basically. That's that's real. That that is and you know that to be me. Yeah. I so, could go from deep to like stupid in seconds. We we've met twice. Is that a mad that we've only met twice? Is it is it twice or three times? No, because you bottled the last one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, we are, a little birdie's told me, Oliver Tennant. Um he only listens to my podcast whenever he's got two people from um the fully book course and the fully book courses. People, he's had like fucking ten plugs at this point. So what's what's hard for another one? Do you know what I mean? So the fully book course is both our business coaches. So we met on there. I was on a course, the one before Naeem, and then I decided to go it alone. Then I came crawling back to Oliver, as he's already mentioned to me on a podcast before on a live mic. He loved talking about that. Uh, and then that's where we met. So it's like the stars aligned. We were supposed to never meet, but here we are. Um, here we are, man. Um, this is not a visual podcast, but it's sort of really creeping my hands there. Uh, but yeah, so we met well on the Zooms on a weekly basis. And I didn't really get to know you at that point. It was more when the physical meetups sort of occurred that I really sort of get, got to know who you was. And it was like yeah. last, April, not last April, it was like May, April time this year, wasn't it? Mm, 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 mm. I think I did a lot of hiding on the... Um... A lot of the podcast, no, not the podcast, sorry, on a lot of the Zoom calls, because at the same time, I was always like shoveling in breakfast and, you know, no, no one wants to see that, man. No one, no one wanted to see that. And then there's me whenever I have a bagel eating it on the camera, looking right like that. I was just like, no, I'm not even going to appear on video. I've just got oats and I'm just there. Yeah, yeah, so normally I've got a bit of an opinion of people or I get to know them a little bit, but like legit, I didn't, I didn't follow, I think I even followed your Instagram prior to the event, really. It was yeah. because of that day. Um, that we all kind of got along, so to say. Mm. And, and the reason why I wanted to come on to this podcast today is because, because of the way the business courses work, even though we're not all at the start of our careers, because I know you said before recording, two years now you said you've been doing this, haven't you? Yeah. We're at this stage where things are just fucking like exploding and we're all seeing each other start to get better. We're seeing each other achieve more and more and more, and whether that be a business sense or seeing each other get a new client and get really successful with it. That's what I love about the course, because we're all on the same path, but yeah. we're going to have a different ending. We all want different things out of this. And we're all, in, we're all on different journeys, so we're all on different racetracks as well. It's like, you know, we're all racing towards different things, and we may all have similar checkpoints, but all those checkpoints for us um, all have very different meanings. You know, like, it's... it's and obviously, uh, if we're talking about a checkpoint... In our case, it may be like a financial one. Whereas, you know, if you hit like a financial checkpoint, you may go, oh, that's for this. Whereas I'm going, oh, cool. I can now go and do this, 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 this. So similar races, different destinations. <laughs> Did you wave to the camera then again? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I keep getting these like cryptocurrency uh, notifications and I'm just like, swipe away, swipe and away. What I liked about yourself is because when we will stop we'll talk we'll talk about right now like your career like i know that you pt just isn't your only game is it do you know what i mean like so what what else have you got on obviously you apparently got crypto on the go as well which i didn't know about like so that's three jobs you got there so 
what else do you do on the side or is that yeah. PT your side hustle, so to say? Um, no, I'd say PT's my main hustle. PT was the thing that I was like, yeah, I, I want to go into this. And obviously we'll probably go into that a little bit later during the podcast. But um, alongside that, obviously my creative outlet is kind of acting and modeling as well. More so modeling than acting. But yeah, that's something I do. Oh, this dog in the back. Did you get that dog? That's fine. Chester's not here. Usually he's interrupting it. So we need a dog to steal the show, don't we? Mate, she's just, as soon as she sees anyone walk past the door, like she's out there. I'm just, bruh. Well, so in terms of, let's go to like a typical week for you now. Because again, yeah. my week is PT, eat, sleep, breathe. And that's not good or bad. I'm not saying what's better and what's worse, but that's me. And I fucking, mate, I feel tired a lot. Yeah. I feel demanded of quite a lot so fuck knows what it's like for you mate so what's what's a typical week for you at the moment um so a typical week for me right now on a busy, is... on a busy, on a busy week when you've got all this <laughs> so i'll give i'll give you an example so my busiest week right now is i've got a shoot booking from tuesday to friday now obviously for me what that means is i work monday to thursdays in pt so two of my Three of my days have been taken out of my calendar. So that'll be something that I'll be making up for maybe on the Saturday and the Sunday and then the, the next Saturday and Sunday as well. So I'll be, yeah, basically turning my full week, my full week, my four day working week into a six day working week for two more weeks. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how kind of things kind of go over. And obviously those photo shoots are going to be full day ones. So we're going to be going from nine to five as well. And now with my moustache, could could I do it with you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could be a 70s porn star if you wanted. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny if I've got the size to do that or not, but, but you know, each to their own. I hope you're on about the size of your moustache. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Thank so, you, yeah, time recording is what? I'm going to say it's like the, the, the 2nd of November because that's the excuse of this, but in reality, it's what, the 6th now. And yet and it still resembles a 12-year-old boy trying to grow a moustache. Um, so now now I've got this lack of, like this little bit of facial hair. Uh, you're going to see, what's your next project for, for your modelling? Am I, oh, okay, yeah. So I've got two lined up for the same company, which is the one that I work for, the gym. So I think they're going to be doing some more online content and also a TV advert, which is going to be quite cool to be a part of, to be honest. You've also got some speaking parts last time, didn't you? <laughs> With the gym group one. So, so basically they're rolling out, I think, in some of their gyms, um, they're going to be rolling out these eight new immersive classes or something like that. And basically we had to teach those and then obviously go over a little bit of like, yes, okay, so stretch here. Um, I think they were doing boxing for one of them. So I was just saying like, relax your shoulders or do some, yeah. But they're the little speaking points, that, parts that I had basically. Nothing to, nothing too lead role, nothing too lead role just yet, mate. Yeah, that's all, that's like, and I, I've seen some clips already because you put it on Instagram. Uh, I've seen flyers with your fucking face on it. Um, what else have I seen? I'm pretty sure some of your source material, like, fit, well, not, not yours, actually. It'll be people who work at the gym. So if they go through their employee handbook, who, who made front cover, mate? <laughs> You're all right, I've seen that as well. So, yeah, but I, I see an advert for the gym group on like on like posters for like bus stops and stuff yeah. and it's you <laughs> and that's what? really I, I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture of it next time and obviously I've that's seen that I'll, I'll have that clip you going oh, are you ready guys I can't remember what you're saying on it but 
But yeah. No way. No way. So bring me from, from Pure Gym's listening, like I am available if people want me to be in the next Pure Gym advert. Chris Hoy can, can fuck off. He's had his time to shine. Uh, there's that Dean Rashton Smith, the, the Olympian. They don't, Pure Gym don't get PTs in there. They get celebrities and that, that, enough of that. Like me. Yeah, man. Stay so relatable. Be... Stay relatable. Come on. Come on. So this is my pledge for the eight listeners of this. To that I should be the next advert. I should be the face of and body, may I add, of Pure Gym. <laughs> Do you know what? I could just feel it as well. There's just so much passion. Like this dude has his hand on his chest. And <laughs> 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 um, what else? So outside of the gym group, what else, what other th- projects have you done for, for, for modeling then in that case? Um, so we did a few things with Bentley Motors, which was pretty awesome. Um what was I'm trying to think of like one of my favorite ones or like one of the ones where I was like, well, this is crazy. So recently I've just came off a kind of like a model exhibition. So there's a brand in London that normally has done stuff with like Africa Fashion Week. And I, uh, right now we're collaborating with like London Fashion Week and they've just released their new menswear range. Like they're just a pure menswear brand. And it was just really weird. It almost felt kind of like being in a Kanye conceptual album release it was so strange we literally walked in with all this like samurai looking gear on and just stood on top of a cube and then would alternate standing and sitting up um standing and sitting down which was just yeah it was surreal but that's when I was kind of like oh I've made that shift now and it was cool it was cool I really enjoyed it when I heard that he was a model I was like you know like when people pay for a photo shoot like they yeah. Can I just, I'm a model, I'm yeah, right there. And then I followed your Instagram, I'm like, wow, he actually is a model. Yeah, like, I thought you were chatting shit. I'm like, all right, yeah, he's a model, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't look like one, let me just say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, no, I guess it's weird though, isn't it? Because I think when people go, oh, you, you do or don't look like a model, like at the end of the day, a job, you're literally picked because you fit a concept. So we'll also have briefs where it's just like the everyday looking person and people will get booked for that. Or it would be like, you have to look a little bit strange. And they'll, they'll say that it's all in the brief. So it's modeling is as long as you fit a, um, this person's reality, then you're going to get the book in. Doesn't have to be ridiculously good looking like myself all the time. Oh no, uh, shameless, shameless. <laughs> and who, who was it that we said you looked like? I didn't say it, actually. Tom said you looked like this certain person. It was in somewhere in Leeds. And he I don't know. Him. You know what? Tom talks a lot of rubbish. So I actually often tune out. I actually, no, I genuinely cannot remember. I'm not even... Go on, if you remember. It's in a bar in Leeds and there's a Bad Boys 2 poster. Oh, <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Big Willie. The Fresh Prince himself. Nice. That's it, man. Fresh Prince, of, <laughs> Fresh Prince of Northampton, man. I'm coming for that title. Is there already a Fresh Prince? Prince? I'd say I'm more of a Fresh Pauper right now. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's wind the time back a little bit. Obviously, that's right now what you're doing right now. You're doing this, you're yeah. doing this, you're doing PT, you're doing modelling. I could fucking do that, let's be honest. Yeah, of course <laughs> you could, mate. Of course you could. Okay, let's give me two brands you think I can model for. Go on. Um... <laughs> We'll say Jacoba. <laughs> I'm not, no, that's it. I think you've already done it, mate. You've already done it. You've shot yourself in the foot there. I can't. 
All I, I can see is you in a jacket. I took the big joke away from you there. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you just like Eminem eight mild me, man. What, what's going on? Yeah, I could just think of Jack That's all I could think of. Um, oh gosh! And if 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 you're getting pure um, gym group ads, I should be on pure gym ads. Just yeah, so that's there. another brand. So Giacomo, Giacomo and Pure Gym. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna lock we're gonna lock those two in. So yeah, so if you're gonna see me on and then Pure Gym, they are they spend a lot of money on adverts as well. So mm. I'll, I will, and I'm, I'm manifesting. I will be there. Well, they're, going, they're taking a step into, is it America or something? They're going overseas, aren't they? I don't know. I remember, so while lockdown one, when we had no jobs, I remember getting an email from um, from Pure Gym. Because whenever you've got an email from your company you're working at, you don't want the opening times for the gym's going to happen. You're going to click that email instantly, aren't you? For sure. And they said, the Pure Gym PLC has acquired some sort of gym chain in Sweden. I'm like, I did not need to know that right now. I am on the fucking brink of collapse. Mm. I'm glad you boys are doing well for yourselves. Mm. Uh, yes, that's. I know they've got gym chains in Sweden. I know there's some in Australia. I don't know anything right. about America. Like the old gym, gym chain I used to work for Anytime Fitness. That was an American company, and they mm. are they are everywhere in like Japan and shit as well. So, but that's like a franchise. So each Anytime Fitness was different. Whereas Pure Gym, it's owned by Pure Gym, and the fucking you don't ever see a small Pure Gym. They're always fucking huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, always, yeah. They're always quite decent sized. But I think gym group gyms, I've been in one, in the Beverly one, which is like near Hull, and that's fairly, that looks like pure gym, but with different coloured walls, like all your kit's the same. Uh, it looks like a pure gym, but yeah. just, just a bit different. So even when I see like videos of you or like Tom PT or Aaron, I'm like, that looks like, it looks exactly that the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. It looks exactly the same. Um, so let's, let's wind the clock back to mini you, sort of. When was your sort of first experience of like fitness and sport on a whole? Oh man, it must have been way, way, way back. Um, I don't know if you saw there was a post that I alluded to, but I actually used to hate everything physical. I used to hate it. So I always used to have kind of like sick notes for PE laid out like a real G because preparation is always key. <laughs> <laughs> I just be like, mum, sign this, mum, sign this, mum, sign this. So actually, when I was younger, I used to absolutely hate any physical sports, um, just just because I got unfitter as I got older. So I think it was probably around, must have been around when I was about 13 or something. I had asthma at the time, so I was in the doctors quite a lot. And I think she weighed me and she was like to me, oh, if you carry on, you're going to be slightly overweight. Now, obviously, being a kid of that age and you're surrounded by, obviously, all these other kids who love sports, in better shape than you, whatever, all you really hear is just overweight. Not the fact that you're, like, if you keep going the way that you're going, you're going to be yeah. slight. And even then, it was slightly. So am I really worried about that? Like, I've always been a taller, bigger kid anyway. So it was never, um, it was never something where I was like, oh, my gosh. But for that day and for whatever reason, I was just like, oh, overweight. I'm going to be overweight. Overweight. So started getting on the Mike Chang six-pack shortcuts. Do you remember that time? What was that, Mike? Mike Chang six-pack shortcuts. My YouTube was littered with it, man. And I'd just go home, smash one of those. I used to have a... I don't know why I'm looking around like I still have it. <laughs> you got it, just, it was like these two footholds and you could start rowing, so I'd always do that as well. Um, I went heavy on the green tea because, you know, I was just trying to speed up that metabolism. Started eating a lot less. And that was kind of like my first brush with it. I used to walk to school and walk back from school. That's a 50 minute walk. So 
my fitness so so my fitness just tremendously just changed started getting involved with PE and yeah genuinely just felt better and apparently I don't have asthma anymore but I don't really think I had it in the first place because you don't really lose asthma but that's another conversation for another time you've mentioned something there that I've mentioned on this podcast previously that's GPs and doctors are like fair play to what they do and they're high grade than me and they'll earn more money than I have but like they do, there's no subtlety when it comes to weight issue. They, if you're big, they'll tell you in yeah. black and white with zero subtleties or zero. I wouldn't say respect for you, but they just they don't give a fuck. Zero subtleties. No, like it's like yeah, you you you're basically yeah, you're fat, and when you are younger and very impressionable, it's very very dangerous. Like I had more severe experience of that sort of similar thing, and like they'll just go straight up, yeah, you're fat, and it's like it's, yeah. I'm, I'm like twelve. Like, can you not yeah, do that yeah. to me, please? Because then. Sure. I remember back in the day, do you remember the little Wii Fit bot? Oh, uh, yeah. That was telling everyone, every kid in the, under the sun, because obviously when you're short, when you're shorter, you're more likely to have a higher range on the scale for the BMI. It was telling, like, of weight, healthy girls that they're obese and stuff like that. And, like, when you are younger and more impressionable, that shit fucks you up. And I'm guessing yeah, sure. way worse now with social media now on the rise compared to when we were younger. Mm, uh, how old are you anyway? What, how old was I when? No, how old are you now? How old, oh, I'm 26 now. Oh, yeah, so we had a sort of similar sort of timing then in that case. Yeah. So like, I can't yeah. imagine what it's like now growing up when you've got absolutely everything at your fingertips being told that you're unhealthy or you're not doing this or you should be doing this. Like, I guarantee it's so much worse now. But, yeah, I remember them we fitballs telling all that like, we're all fat, like, fat little bastards. Do you know what I mean? Like, And that, that can go the other way. Luckily for you, it kind of instilled a, a positive change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it ignited... Um, an interest, so to say. Yeah, it ignited an interest because, you know, that was like, at the end of the day, that was my goal. It was like, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be slightly overweight or whatever it may be. And obviously now knowing more about what kind of being overweight and even bigger can entail sometimes, like health-wise, um, I'm happy that I made that decision. I think my only issue was is I, I acted on it with barely any knowledge. So yeah. the, the methods in which I, I became a healthier version of me, I, I'm, as a PT, looking at that now, I wouldn't agree with anything that I did. Yeah, absolutely. We've all done shit that we... Even, is there anything that you can do now that you would not have done at the start of your career? Um, so you, so stuff that you do did at the start of your career that you just look back and you're like, geez, as if I did that, or, or this... Um, because I look back at you. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Um, I didn't. I didn't insist. I'd be like, because I just read it in a book. I was like, yeah, man. Everyone, boom. We're gonna warm up with a minute of burpees, and I'd instill that. And obviously, I'd I'd kind of work around people's ability and capability because a burpee doesn't have to be jumping up, getting down to the ground. It could literally be the act of you getting down to the ground and then getting back up. But whatever it may be, I was like, yeah, that's everyone's warm up. So I, I approached, I approached certain structures of people's workouts with such a blanket, like a yeah, it was just like a blanket solution, and I just didn't think. Yeah, I look back at that now, and I'm like, oh, Naeem, Naeem, come on, man, you're better than that. And that's two years, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I the first PT session me used to be a, like a, a military grade fitness test. Yeah. Who knows why? Not everyone ever wanted to go in the military, but it was always a mile and a half run. <laughs> 
Um, and I have got a couple of clients that this was their first ever session that I'm still with me today. So I apologize for two to three years ago. Sorry that I did you dirty that long time ago. <laughs> one minute, how many press-ups can you do? Uh, one minute of sit-ups, how many you can do? That was the session. Whether you yeah. wanted to be in the fucking military or not, whether it was losing weight for a wedding, whether it was to go in the, like a fitness test for the police, whether you just wanted to get ready for fucking Mabby, like Ibiza, do you know what I mean? You were going to run mile and a half, and I was going to stand there trying to look like a PT, you know, arms crossed in front of the treadmill, <laughs> like that. And keep in mind, I'm not in the most intimidating looking people ever, so one knows how I look. But, but yeah, so like I look back on that now, I'm like, fucking hell, like, I'm glad that I have got better. And I hope in the next two years' time, I'll look back at the sessions I'm doing now and think as if you did that, because obviously that shows up yeah. with moving a little bit as well. For sure, man. That's it's almost like shedding skin, you know what I mean? And then you're always becoming um the sharpest version of you, you're always becoming the sharpest blade in the uh in the are blades in a box. I don't know. You're doing so well. <laughs> I'll come I'll come back to that one. <laughs> the sharpest tool in the shed, is that what you're going for? We, we could go for something like that. I, I prefer a blade to a tool, but the sharpest knife in the kitchen. We'll, we'll stick. We'll just <laughs> we'll just we'll just move past that one. <laughs> yes, it is important to say that you are not going to be the PT to even next week. I like to think I'm a better PT than I am right yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Well, we never and you know something that we've probably heard and something I've always said to my clients is you never get that time back. So you know if you're not trying to improve in these, let's say in this next year, which is 365 days, like that's 365 days that you could have had the opportunity to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. And whether it be having better relationships around you, having a better relationship with yourself or with something that you're doing, being further on in your journey, that like that's 365 days that if you don't do that, if you don't use it for that, then what are you using it for? Because you, we, we don't get this back. Spot on. That is absolutely spot on. And it's something that when you try and tell a client that, they're like, they just want what well, the end result they want it now they want it yeah. tomorrow they want it yesterday in fact and it it can get quite sort of not frustrating but like you get it do you know what i mean they're paying you this money they want results here and now 100 percent. trying to tell them that you, you're not going to get you didn't you got in you didn't get in the position you are today off of one week of work so don't expect to get there next week so. yeah 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 and it, it and even then you have to always and i think a big thing with what i do with my clients is i balance their capabilities with their expectations which is often like this i don't know is this going to be a wee video in a we might get a minute clip in there yeah <laughs> okay yeah if you're going to do it forget that but yeah so often <laughs> everyone's expectations are super super high but their capabilities are somewhere down here so yeah. i'm like okay so you want to get to here this is the expectation of your final goal but if i'm having to teach you how to first squat like actually just the basic mechanics so even a body weight squat cannot be achieved to to a standard that i like then i have to do as as a coach i have to be someone that I need to be doing stuff that you need to be doing, not necessarily what you want to begin with, because what you want isn't always good for you. Yeah. It isn't. You, you've just come on something that's quite interesting for one of my, I've, I've had a few newbies recently, and I did a thing called Squat Turbo with some of my clients, not all of them. By the end of the month, you're going to go for a Squat PB. I know that'd be fucking dangerous to get everyone to do it. And I remember one of my clients going, when can I do barbell squats? I went, why do you want to do it? Everyone else is doing it. I mean, you've been with me for a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll get there. And I understand she wanted to be part of the fun of the squat turbo and get this squat PB. But I'm like, we have just started last week. Don't worry, you're going to get there. 
Just yeah. because everyone else is fucking doing it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I haven't sure, seen sure. you. I've barely seen you do goblet squat with a kettlebell. Never mind barbell squat. And not just going for barbell squat. They're going for PBs. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. at the back end of squat turbo, there were some failed reps. There's going to mm. be failed reps. And I was there to catch it, obviously. Not like I wasn't being dangerous with it, but sometimes was one or two times where a client would fall and feel a lift, but I, I had the bar, do you know what I mean? And it's, I said to him, look, you're going to fail doing this. And they, they got that. And then to throw a new client into that situation would be madness. Yeah, just because she wanted to do it, do you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I almost said a name then, but I'll, I'll take the piss out of clients when they want the names shared, but not like that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so let's let's go back into sort of school age you and... Yeah. Um, that sounds like some shit rapper that school age you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you started enjoying PE. And yeah. I know you had the humble brag earlier that you are a tall guy, because yeah, you know what I mean you, you put that out there. Um but yeah, so and what did you just start waltzing into PE like PE and enjoying it then or no, for sure. It was as we've just described, everything was a process. So at first it was kind of having like people around me going like, oh, you know, you're Oh, like, I always see you walk into school, boom, like everything's coming in, you're looking fitter, looking, he looking healthier. And I guess that kind of, that kind of confidence that, oh yeah, people are kind of realizing that change. And I wasn't doing it for anyone but myself, to be honest with you, but getting to a point where I was looking at the certain people in kind of like set one PE and I was like, actually, I'm starting to look more like them. Yeah. Do you know, I'm actually, why, why can't I do what they do? And why can't I play to the level that I know I can? Do you know what I mean? And I always, I think I swapped, I kind of got out of the whole thing of like PE being a way that it can embarrass me to PE being a way it can challenge me. Yeah. And that's what I liked. I, I think I'm a big, I'm big believer of like, if some, if you don't like something because it's too hard, do it until it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because the person that you become from, almost mastering or improving that bro it's, it's massive it's massive 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 and I think I was actually watching um no I was actually reading one of Craig's posts I know I said I don't consume a lot but it just popped up and I read it and it and I think it was the point that people often run towards pain run away from pain quicker than they run towards something like progress or pleasure or something yeah. I, I can't remember which way around it was but yeah definitely i just think i've turned up the turbo boosters and just run away from what was paining me i'm gonna take that credit away from craig that's how the last mastermind started <laughs> yeah so it was and my clients will know if they listen to this so there's it was the mouse and the cheese and it was the mouse is hungry and that's what's chasing it Do you know what i mean the pain of being hungry and that's what's getting it there but now what Craig was alluding to that purse there, there needs to be something that's chasing the mouse to get to that cheese. So what's, so say your end goal is the cheese, you're the mouse here, and then the thing before that, my hands are all over the place here, like what's going to grab you, what's going to get you before you get the cheese? And that's the fear, do you know what I mean? And that's, yeah, that's yeah. how we started the last one. And it was, so I put it to my clients, I'm like, okay, let's say four pound loss. I don't like using pounds as a goal, but I'll use it for this scenario here. Four pound loss is the cheese. You're yeah. in the middle here. That pain of feeling not like don't belong or not being able to wear this or comparing yourself to the people, that's the pain. That's what's going to get you. That's what's going to get you. And that's what's going to push you further than the succeeding itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. So I've just took all the credit away from Craig there. <laughs> but yeah, no, so um, it was it was Jordan Thompson, I think. 
okay. all, all he told us about. Like, you know, you can find all these wizards of of motivations, yeah, and stuff, can't he? And that's it's what he he, he loves it, Johnny. You know he absolutely yeah, loves yeah, it. And, he lives uh, for it. And another thing that we did mention at the start of that one was in terms of sorry about that. Um, so on my wallpaper, my phone now is the number seventy three thousand five hundred, and it was getting stuff done. It was like what is getting you out of bed? Like are you, how much you procrastinate in a day? Like how much do you really want it? So all we got told to do was do our base rate of hours times that by how many hours we think we're waste per day, and then times that by four, then times that by twelve, and that's your end of year money you could be earning. And mine was seventy three thousand five hundred. For context, everyone, I don't earn £73,500. So that shocked me. So that's why it's my wallpaper now, is that number there. And it's, it's getting... That was the pain there, do you know what I mean? Oh, shit, I, I could be doing so much more. I should stop procrastinating. So anytime I do procrastinate, I see that number, 73,500. Right, stop fucking scrolling, do you know what I mean? I've just said to you beforehand how long my screen mm-hmm. time is compared to yours. You're mm-hmm. very good at that, very good. Like it's uh, yeah, but I think that's because I like I run two different accounts, man, and I've had it before with modeling where I kind of get stuck. Like you get sucked into kind of just always looking at stuff, and then for me that kind of affects my creativity. Like I'm, I'm I just I become like I need to disappear from everything, and and then yeah, I disappear for like a month and I'll come back. Whereas now I think because I've got these two accounts and everything's very business. Um, minded very business orientated i'm very much like okay if if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense for me to be on here business one business wise why am i on here yeah like what is it actually doing for me and so my relationship has changed with social media a lot i've done something recently i'm still not sure if it's the right thing or not so i've only got one instagram account now okay like so all i did was share my business stuff on it yeah 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 it it defeats Yes. You followed both accounts. You saw it yourself, didn't you? It was just me sharing that account, that stuff there. So I was like, yeah. I'm only just sharing stuff on there. I'm not going to piss every weekend. So there's nothing I need to hide from a client. Like, yeah. I don't like doing rails in nightclubs every Saturday, Friday night. And do it on the <laughs> you know I mean? There's nothing worth hiding of my life right now. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to have one account. And for some reason, that's actually improved my screen time. So I'm not scrolling on one of them. And then yeah. I have a different audience on the other one and scrolling again. Like, mm. in theory, that should not have worked. My work-life balance should have got worse because I'm combining my personal Instagram with my business one. But that seemed to have worked because my personal life, I wasn't bragging about anything anyway. I mean, I wasn't posting all the time. Like, you're laughing because I mentioned the cocaine, didn't you? <laughs> I like it when I get you. I really do. Oh, gosh. And so when did you start excelling at sport? Like, when was the true, right, right, I've got this now, like, I'm doing really well at it, or... A light bulb moment, like, oh, this is quite fun, actually. Um, no, that's actually a real hard question because there was no specific moment where I was like, oh, I really am. Actually, no, tell a lie, there probably was. And it wasn't that I did really, really well or anything, but this was like, you know what? This is an interest to me. This is something that I want to carry on when I leave school. And I used to hate, remember remember in athletics, you used to do the... Um, was it the 1500, 1500 yeah, meters? Yeah. I used to hate it, absolutely used to hate it. I don't know what it is. I had these Adidas superstars on and I remember them perfectly. They were black and I think they had like a purple stripe somewhere. There was like this gum bottoms, whatever, whatever. But I remember these shoes and I was like, yeah, I feel quite, I feel quite tasty in them. I feel like they make me a little bit faster. And I won't lie to you. Um, 
we set off for that first 1500 and I, yeah, my pace was on another level. Obviously, didn't realise, because I never did PE too often, that 1500 isn't a test of speed, my friend. It is a test of endurance. So, <laughs> I dusted off two and a half laps. That third lap, I was gassing. I was walking, I was whatever. But I was like, in my head, I knew all I had to do was turn the pace down. And I was so surprised that I was able to, able to overtake people that I thought were a lot fitter, a lot faster, a lot healthier than myself. So I think from that point there, that clicked. Um, my PE teacher, who didn't like me at the time, but later went on to be my form tutor, he was like, like, are you okay, Naeem? I was like, yeah, man, I'm all good. I'm all good. And it was kind of like that nod, that acknowledgement, like, oh, he's here. Yeah. He's actually about this now. And it I was... So I was in middle set PE, and you've just reminded me of something there. And did you have an actual proper track to run around? Yeah. Oh, so we got grass was just cut a bit differently. Just to make this little oval, it was so shit. Uh, and I remember I was a middle set slash bottom tier mid set. I can't fully remember, but being a fatter kid, because I was mm. at that age, I remember we did the 400 meter spot stay like year nine, and I won that shit in the middle. They didn't put the, the good kids against the bad kids. It was quite nice of them. So they, they put us against each other, the freaks, so to say. And I was at the top of the freaks. Like, I remember being the biggest in the race, the 400 meters. 400 meters, you can go for it, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, I absolutely went for it. Like, I must have had, like, really good acceleration, but not that good speed. Because I remember one of the, the, the lighter kids, one of the skinnier kids, who I thought was going to beat, I thought was going to come last in this, almost picked me to the purse at the end, but I just got there. Like, yeah, I remember thinking, look at me go. I'm beating everyone. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And but was, do, you know, do you know what's interesting? Sorry to cut in as well, is what? that, you know, our... I don't know if it was the same for you, but the worry was always being last and being embarrassed. Yeah. It was never, like... You know how some people, like people who are used to winning, they're always like, they have the pressure to be first. For yeah. other people, it's like, I just don't want to look ridiculous and be last. Yeah. And that was always the trail of everything up to me, you know, like how, where I am now, basically. It was always, I don't want to be last. I've, I've always been average at everything. Do you know what I mean? And that was an, another thing. I was like top of the average people. Like college, I got average grades. GCSEs was average. Everything I've ever done has been an average grade, if that makes any sense. So I've never had that pressure to succeed, but not to be bad, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've got the as well. Were these what you were talking about? <laughs> no, they were black. They were black. Oh, purple, all right. Yeah. So I know people won't see this recording. This is for me, name, but I, um, I'm trying to find his, his, his superstars if he's got faster stripes. Mate, they were... Uh, they were... Mm. Nah, nah. I, honestly, they were like a limited edition thing. I think my oh, nan got them from like Little Woods or something. It was a it was a catalogue exclusive, mate. So oh, you could be there. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just for the people listening. I've just turned the light on. That's all that was there. Um, so yeah, so you started doing better at sport from not doing it all, and started getting respect from your PE teacher then. And like, how good did that feel then? Um, at the time, it was just. It was just one of those things, trying to be the cool kid. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. But now, obviously, when I look back at it and I reflect, I think those things are major drivers for why I probably continued down the path I did. So I definitely think they meant more to me than I allowed them to mean to me at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And sorry, this is what I'm about to say is irrelevant to what I was just speaking about there. Like, obviously, we're recording this on Zoom. I've never felt so fucking ugly. <laughs> I'm just looking at the two Zoom screens then. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Just thought I'd pull that out there. 
Um, I know we're not going to see this. I'm going to have a one minute clip on Instagram, and that's going to be it. Um, yeah, obviously, you're 26. You've been PT for two and a bit years. So, what what was you doing before PT in then? Um, before PT, man, it was just like a string. Well, actually, I was in I was in university. Everything was about education, and um, I took a year out, and that's kind of how I jumped into PT. But for me. Before PT, it was all about getting as much experience as possible, filling up my CV. So that could be like being in a warehouse, for instance. I think I worked for Sainsbury's. I worked in a, a like a bingo hall, mate. I've um, yeah, I've been places, man. I've, I've just done all these just random jobs because I'm like, oh, I need to get something on my CV. But I think the main thing for me was more education than it was work. Massive, yeah. massive. Oh, so what did you do at university then, I guess? Um, I did economics and business management. Obviously, part of the first gang. But <laughs> it, do you know what I mean? I was, I was super serious about it, man. And I had to cut every single distraction out because for me, being like the only child um, in like a small, intimate family was, it was massive because I don't necessarily feel pressure, like I said, to succeed. But I always, I always use like that, I guess what people would see as pressure to succeed as the driver for like making everyone proud because yeah. you know, there's always little bits of what your family don't tell you a lot of the time is that they like especially me being the only child and me being older I've noticed that they made sacrifices for me to allow me to, to put me in the best position possible or the best position that they could offer me at the time yeah and even though they won't tell me that like I know when I've seen it would you the first sort of family member to go to university then? Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously when they dropped me off, like that was a proud moment for them. I was just like, I just want to, just leave me alone. I just want to get in. Do you know what I mean? Like I was, that, I was yeah. that kid. And then when I graduated, that's when I kind of felt like I'd made, I'd made, it was like mission complete. Like I'd, I'd made everyone happy. And um, yeah, just, just able to kind of go down my own path. Like they were going, oh, do you want to do a master's? And I was like, no, nah, I think it's time for me to kind of, do what I want to do in life now. I'm not saying I did education for them, but knowing that that was something that would obviously, it was almost like paying back a debt that they'd never say was a debt because it isn't. It's your family at the end of the day. But it was something where I was like, I need to do this because I not only want to, you know, get a good job from university, but I, there's people that deserve to be made, like deserve to be proud of me or whatever, whatever, wherever I'm going with that one. I, I get. I I was surprised when you said business because I don't know. Knowing you, I thought it'd be something more creative. Yeah. I, I thought. It'd be more, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I wasn't creative, man. I wasn't creative before, and it, and this is the thing is that you know when I took a year out of university, I actually watched Yes Man, and if anyone's seen that, it's, it's a wicked film. You know, Jim Carrey. We just yeah. yes to everything, isn't it? Yeah. We said yes to everything, and and that was that was all like actually part of that year which is part of the reason why I kind of got into PT was because um, I'd keep going to all these little job interviews. And the thing is that I always get annoyed when things aren't spelled out. So if you're not getting something, it's like, where's the feedback to tell me how I can improve? I'm someone who's big on improving. I don't really care about the problem. I don't care that, you know, you wouldn't take me on because I wasn't, I wasn't quick enough at typing. What I care about is receiving that feedback and going, oh, okay, that's the area that I can focus on. But I wasn't given that. So I had an internal dialogue and I was like, am I always going to be running around, you know, chasing jobs or chasing being in companies with people who don't even want to give me feedback at the entry level? Or should I just start to focus on what works for me? And I started doing that. 
And then that, in that year, just random things popped up. My friend was like, oh, I've got this lead role for you in this play that I'm planning. Would you like to do it? And then we had like a, like a picture taken of the whole cast. And then that's how I got into modeling. So I didn't get into that until I was about 20, 21, 22, maybe. 21 again. <laughs> yeah. so you're feel, man. And then when you add 21 and 21, it equals 42. And that's the meaning of life. If you've ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've not watch seen it. it no. Watch it. That's your homework, buddy. <laughs> that's my homework. I can't even say it. Watch fucking film. And that is that the homework for everybody else listening to this as well today. Oh, so if you haven't seen Hitchhiker's what Galaxy to what is it? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Then. I know of the film. Yeah, I know of yeah. it, but I've never actually seen it. Um, yeah. What I'm going to do to everyone right now? What's your Instagram name? I'm going to do this at the end, but what? Um, it's NKM dot f dot h and i think there's an underscore in there because well, someone fucking, i remember following you that is a dog shit using it <laughs> like just letters and numbers and dots it's not clear rude it looks like an anon account like do you know what i mean it's my brand name yeah but it's not your brand name because your brand name's not just letters huh yes it is what's the n stand for naive there we are then so it's not your brand name is it <laughs> Yes, I get that. Like when my business name was my old business name, yeah, yeah. it was LSMPT, but my username wasn't just LSMPT. Like, what, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think my username may be something else. I think my username is like Fitness Tips by NKMFH. No, the actual app, that's you can type whatever you want for that bit. Yeah. I know, I'm not, I'm not about that bit. I'm about the actual app. Uh, it's just uh, like uh, just random letters and dots. It's not clear what you are, mate. It's my initials. This and part should definitely not be on recording. This should be like afterwards. <laughs> and then the three pillars of what I believe to be fundamental to health and fitness. But yeah. I've seen this. So what are the three uh, pillars? Yeah. Mind, fitness and health. And the reason why I put mind first is because without mind, you cannot achieve progress in the other two. You just can't. Like the mind must move first. And is, is fitness before health for a certain reason or...? No, they just I just like the um just like the arrangement. Actually, no. <laughs> it's so smart. It's because of this. It's it's actually MF is because of one of my famous artists, MF. No, one of my favorite artists is MF Doom. Yeah, yeah. So that's so for me, I was always like, oh sick how mind is there first. And then obviously the F just fits so nicely. Yeah, health and health and fitness are just interchangeable, but I put it that way because it's like it's a little nod to one of my favorite artists, basically. So one of the new boys on Prime loves MF Doom as well. Yeah. Callum. Who is Callum. Callum. Yeah, there's your, there's your little, you got to, you can have a conversation with him when we meet him in January. Yeah, I was well, all about be... MF Doom to me the week, that's, that's why. That's uh, mad. So, madness. so you're MF, MF Doom then? No, MF, MF. So so you're NK. MF Doom. What, oh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Yes, I, I knew this would go fucking off. To, Ollie stopped listening now, so we can say what we want about him now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so let's come back to obviously your start of your career, so to say. You so you've had job after job after job. Why the fuck are you going for your PT qualification? Like, what was the reasoning behind doing that? What made you go? Do you know what? I want to do this as a career. So let's time it as the yes man year or the year of yes man. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. for that. So. Within that year, I really had a sit down and I was like, okay, I've been on this degree um, for two years now. And the second year I didn't really enjoy. 
And I was trying to understand why I didn't enjoy certain elements of that year. And what I was missing was that I wanted to go into something that was kind of like um, strategy and innovation. I like helping people improving things, but within strategy and innovation within that degree, it was literally like looking at loads and loads of numbers and there was nothing personable about it. There was nothing where I could sit in front of someone for a prolonged amount of time and kind of draw up ways in which they can improve like their business or their innovation. It was very much kind of like meet, go back to a desk, and everything's done away from a person. And then I had to think of like, what do I enjoy or what has, has made a massive change in my life? And obviously that was fitness. I became a lot healthier, became a lot more confident in myself, wear clothes very differently. Obviously went on to model. I probably wouldn't have done half of the things that I do now if I hadn't started that journey way, 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 way back. So I was like, if that can work for me, how can I implement strategy and innovation into health and fitness? Personal training. Yeah. And that's how it all came together. And do you remember the moment you was signed on the line to go for that PT qualification then? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I was on the phone and I thought it was just a, um, I thought it was just a job advert for like, just work. I didn't even know you had to get a qualification to be a PT. I literally was looking through Reed. I was looking at all these different jobs I could have got. And it was like, oh, you could make this per year. Always 30 grand, isn't it? Always. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, yeah, pure gym. And I was like, you know what? I think I'd make quite a good PT. And then when I called them up and they were, they were pitching to me, I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, if you're really interested in this qualification, it'd be like whatever amount of grand. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I spoke to my nan about it. And she just, she, she always says to me, always, always, my nan's always said, you know, you only live once. So you know how Drake tried to, my nan, my nan was all over that. My nan was all over that. Before you, Drake, Drizzy Dre, my nan said, look, you only live once. Let's get it done. I love you said Drake's going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he knows what's good for him, you know what I mean? He needs to, he needs to be listening to this, right? <laughs> so that was, uh, was it before Drake? Say again? Two and a half years ago. Was that before the YOLO thing? Two and a half years? No, 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 no. Oh, so no, I was doing this. That would have been when I was around like uh, 21 or 20 or 22 that she did that. She, she used to say that all the way through life, by the way. Yeah. That like one of the pair of shoes that were mad expensive should be like, you only live once. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's bad. That ain't right. <laughs> That's some bad behaviour, that, but I kind of dig it as well at the same time. But it wasn't every day. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, I really want to get this. And she's like, yeah, man, you only live once. Get it. It was like, every things were, yeah, well, I was sitting there deliberating on it. She was like, but what else are you going to use that money with? Like, enjoy your money. And I obviously being a young kid, and she just went, you only live once, have it. Have it, do it. So, okay. Do, like, knowing you, knowing me, you know, I, I need to do that a bit more. A little bit, don't I? I don't do yeah, anything, do I? For sure, for sure. But, you know, we we change as time moves on. So, like, you have a priority and you have a goal right now. And if you being the person that you are right now is working out for you perfectly to get you to that end product, you don't always have to be the Brendan that you are now. Like, you're actually not obliged to. But you're, you're be, like, your goal has shaped you into this. So you pursuing that, you're like, okay, this is my best way of getting towards that. This is the best chance of me getting towards that. Once it's done, I'm going to be all over you to spend all your money. Coming down every weekend to see you to go out drinking. 
I do oh. need to come down though. I do need to. I don't. I don't think I should come down because all yeah, you lot are southerners, aren't you? I'm the only northerner. Yeah, man. But you know, as as like you northerners like to put the southerners down. Do you know what I mean? The southerners ain't like that. We ain't got that same energy. Do you know what I mean? We love you lot <laughs> up north, man. <laughs> I mean, you already suffer enough, don't you? So you got to be nice, don't you? We take the higher ground. We take yeah, the higher ground. Annoying, it's ironic. It's quite annoying. I want you to bite back and you never do. <laughs> We're just the angry, cold people up north, aren't we? <laughs> you ever seen um, Game of Thrones? No, but yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, all the wildings, yeah. mate. All the wildings. And they're, they're always down for a scuffle, man. Always down for a scuffle. I'm trying to think out of us lot. There's me, there's Owen, and there's Conrad. Uh, uh, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, because you had, didn't you have Marnie there? But she's left, and you've got the big man though. You've got, you've got the, the big man. You've got O. What did you call him? Huh? You call him the wizard, don't you? The wizard, yeah. The <laughs> the Merlin, mate. The mage. So, you obviously you were you went for PT call. How did you find the experience of the PT qualification? I'm really good at winding this back in, aren't I? Yeah, no, <laughs> I like it. I literally give you pauses to do that. By the way, just. just... <laughs> You've taken the curtain, you've just opened the curtains for everyone now. So you're working for me. You're working for me, buddy. I mean, <laughs> they hear my voice all the time. They know my story. Um, it's, it's time for you, Johnny. This is your story. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay, so um, how did I find the course? Not necessarily, it didn't, it, it wasn't very inspiring, to be honest with you. I think the most, the most times I enjoyed that course really were when I got to do the practicals and I got to kind of do it in front of someone and almost run some of my friends through all these random things I needed them to do that I probably never do now but it was knowing that as I was going through that practical it was like yeah of course I can do this and I know how to do this I know how to teach someone and I feel confident in communicating with people so that kind of solidified that yes I would enjoy that one-to-one -one experience with people yeah but beyond that all the theory and stuff like that it was very much okay do you want a laptop away from everyone and it was just like being back at uni for a tiny bit I think my main struggle with the course is I was actually ill when I finished uni and one of the first things I wanted to do once I finished uni was obviously become a PT I had to put my course on hold because I had to go back for my final year of uni there's no way I could balance the two together and then as soon as I finished I'm like finished so I couldn't do anything for another year but then once that was done I was like, okay, it just made me hungrier. Like I remember laying in hospital and just being like, you know, this is testing my patience, but it's also kind of reinforcing what I want and how hard I'm going to go for it once I'm out of here. Yeah. If you, don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, how come you was in hospital? Tonsils, man. Anytime I'm in hospital, it's tonsils. So I, I always get a complication called a Quincy. So I'm actually waiting for my tonsils to be taken out. And the way it affects me really is I stopped doing the basics. I can't actually talk. I can't, because um, you can't open your mouth. I can't eat. I can't really sleep. And then I'm not, I can't be the best version of myself if I'm not sleeping or eating. And I can't even drink. So I start to get severely uh, dehydrated if I don't get it done. And obviously I start just shrinking. And does that happen regularly then or...? Um, it happened for that first time after I finished uni, it happened and then didn't happen for a little while. Um, up until this year, to be fair, I had um, like pretty serious tonsillitis a month ago. And then obviously, you know, I was in hospital again very recently because that was almost going to be another Quincy. So then when you have two episodes of that in life, 
they take them out. You need 12 episodes of tonsillitis in a year for them to form a case for you to get them lost. So all you need is two Quincy's in your lifetime compared to 12 cases of tonsillitis in a year. Yeah. So that's the seriousness of it, that they just go, yeah, take them out. And what, was that, so yeah. what was that story? Is that going to be it done with then? You don't have to yeah, yeah, hopefully, because it's the only thing, you know, I'm looking for some wood to touch. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's the only thing that, that has really ever got me. It's always been kind of like ears, nose and throat. They're the only things that kind of just kill me off sometimes. I think... To be fair to you, like I've seen how you are in terms of your like wet life balance, and you do. There's a lot of PTs out there, including myself, that we get this bad habit of lack of sleep, caffeinating ourselves up, getting through our days. And you are not like that. Like yeah. you're very good at right. When I'm done, I'm gonna turn off. Yeah. When I'm in, when I'm in it, I'm gonna fucking go hundred percent. Like you're very good at that. And I think that is obviously proof in how, apart from your tonsillitis, which you probably can't help at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a credit to you, mate, to be fair, because I do look at him like, God, he's got so much control in his life. Like, <laughs> I do stuff sometimes on the on a fucking whim, whereas I know you, everything you do, there's a purpose, there's a reason, you do everything like with meticulous planning. Would you agree with that? Yeah, to a degree. To a degree, I definitely would. I mean, I do have my times where, you know, when I open, you have to open yourself up to kind of like spontaneity. I think if you plan everything in life, it can get a bit boring. It really can. And sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll be like, oh, I want to do this today. And I have those days. Yeah. Now I do have those days. But then even then there's a purpose to it. It's almost to like rejig the system and just go and do something else. But you, you've, you've done your rotors and stuff in a way that you can do that as well. You yeah, for sure. And go, right, I want to do this today because it's the day off sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? For sure, for sure, for sure. I've, I've definitely understood what's going on with work and understood, I think, one of the things, obviously, that the wizard, um, instilled in me was that there are other dimensions to your life and at some point they are just as important as each other so one may overtake the other for a short time it may be far more important for you to focus on your business than it could be um, focusing on your social life right now but then at some point it's with the idea that you then have to regress like once you've hit or you've made a decent leap in your business and you can go actually now I could take my foot off of that a little bit make up for the lost time yeah do you know um, what i mean and because it's just it it's important for your general happiness because you are more than just you know finding fitness you are you're better than that and and someone listening to this they the word business can be replaced with fitness do you know mm -hmm. what i mean like your fitness can't always be your priority you can have days off you can do this you can sure. obviously we both preach balance quite a lot can eat a cake here and there and stuff like that and i think it's it is important for us all to learn that balance, that we could all be a bit better in that field. So I think you, I, from what I see, I, you show what you want to show. I know social media works, but <laughs> there isn't fucking eyebrows at me, boy. Uh, but, <laughs> but I think we could all do better at appreciating we do need some time off this, some time off that. Right, okay, I've got a goal now. Let's fucking go ham at this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fine to go massively obsessed with something, but it's also fine to have some time off, to relax, enjoy yourself. Yeah, sure, mate. I, I took a week off um, just before I was ill, actually. And, like, when I came back from that, my clients were like, whoa, the energy's changed. Do you know what I mean? You've almost you've almost taken it up another notch. And whereas I felt like I was socially being um, drained at some points, and I'd, I'd kind of get home and I'd be like, ooh, like the Squidward meme where he's just sinking into his chair. 
I always feel energized and I've started having a lot better conversations with everyone that I'm talking to. You yeah. know, I'm very much not thinking like, oh, how am I going to survive this hour? Not because of them, but because I just feel so burnt out to yeah. not even thinking like it's an hour and just genuinely just going in with a fresh mind of, okay, that's the objective and let's enjoy everything up until I have to get, you know, until I have to transition to another person or go into my break or whatever it may be. And obviously in doing that, do you try and get your clients to do that as well then in that case? like In, in terms of what? So like making them, not making them, but trying to encourage balance amongst their lives as well. Like Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. People will come in and they'll be like, oh, I didn't, um, I didn't get to train this amount this week. And I'm like, that's fine. What did you do this week? Well, I had this, 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 this. And I'm like, is that, the, is that the case every single week? No. I said, let's go in next week. I said, you know, just balance it, man. And you'll start to envision and you'll start to look at things very differently. I think because we always feel like we're running out of time, we feel like everything has to be done now, 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 now. And when I was in hospital and I was talking to someone and he was like, oh, you're the same age as my son. And I was like, yeah, I'm 25 or 26. I still have from what I know, a decent amount of time. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do we always have to say we're running out of time all the time? Yeah. Like, just rather than always focusing on, you know, the future, for instance, it's like when you're present and you're in that moment, you could, that's the only thing that's real, to be honest with you. And if you, if you do what you want or what you feel like you should do in that moment, that will always kind of influence what's going to go on ahead of time. Yeah. I was a bit a bit philosophical there, so I thought I'd rein it in after that bit. And I've seen and I've seen you've put it online a few times. Sometimes your PT sessions aren't just they aren't even gym based sometimes, are they? No, no, no. So I've had obviously have like quite a few mindset sessions where I've had people come in and I've I've looked them up and down. Uh, no, no, I look demented, don't I? I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've looked them up and down and you know, life happens to all of us and it happens very differently for all of us and at different times. It could be similar things, but they often happen, you know, like, ah, oh, this happens, this happens, whatever, it's different. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll look someone up and down and I'll just be like, you know, what do you want to do today? I don't always ask that, but you have to understand that fitness and health isn't, or health and fitness isn't the solution to everyone's problems at the time. Yeah. Mind, fitness, health. So sometimes we'll go, I'll just go for a walk. I'll literally just go for a walk or we'll sit down and we'll talk at this table and we'll work through like, okay, this is your problem. What can you do right now to help solve it? Because I'm a very solution driven person. I don't really see the point in focusing on a problem um, when there's so many different solutions just bubbling around it that we need to discuss. Yeah. But I always ask someone as well, would you like me to talk? Or would you like me to listen? Because you can make someone feel a lot more crappier by going, oh yeah, but you know, it isn't that bad. You should solve it like this. When all that person wants to do is just tell you. They just wanna, they just wanna let it just all go. This is what's happening. Yeah. People often find their own solutions in talking to you. Like with myself, I actually talk to myself. Like if I'm going through like a crazy issue, I don't need someone around me to figure it out. I can often bounce ideas off myself. So I'll kind of just like sit. As, as weird as it sounds, I'll just like sit in a dark room, just have like some nice chilled music on. And I'm like, Naeem, what exactly is bothering you? And I'm just so clean with it. And I'm like, this is what's bothering me. And then I start to put some more rationale to it. This is what's bothering me. This is why it's bothering me. 
this is how I can go around doing this. Is that really possible? Is that realistic? Yes, 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 yes. And then once I've kind of crafted that, then I'll go and talk to someone a bit more trusted, like maybe my auntie, for instance, or maybe my housemates. And we'll have these deep philosophical ways of just kind of like looking at something and going, okay, that's an all right path, but that could also work too. Or maybe you shouldn't think about it like this. Maybe you should consider this instead. I really appreciate that quite a lot, don't you, as well? Like, you're not just there to one, two, yeah. three. Do you know what yeah. You've seen them, Johnny. We've all seen them. <laughs> oh, you're really upset today? Yeah, that's all right. 200 burpees, mate. Come on, let's get them going. You see, I yeah. brought this plan here, so we're going to fucking do it, yeah? Yeah. You, the same yeah, plan you're to... for Peter, yeah. Steph. The same plan all day. We're going to do everything together. I don't care if you're upset. You're going to, one hour, you're going to forget everything you fuck with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. To be honest with you, it doesn't have to even be like a whole hour. Like, I just find sometimes it's just really effective to just steal 10 minutes of the one-to-one and just be like, okay, you know, this is the intro. This is the beginning. It seems like you've got a lot going on right now. Would you like to go through that first? And then we could dive in. And people are like, I feel so much better. Um, I've had a super, super hard day. I feel so much better for doing that 10 minutes before. And I was able to give it that little bit more through that session. But we do need to read the room sometimes, don't we? Like, if they're not, we're going to come through the door because it's been an appointment based thing. They're going to come in through that door, whether they want to or not, sometimes. Yeah. And I think for us to just go ahead and do whatever we have planned in our heads that we wrote, I don't know how some of my plans are written fully fucking six weeks in advance. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how that fans is going to feel in six weeks' time. Do you know what I mean? And they could feel it in any type of way in six weeks. Mm. I think it's important for us to sort of the moment they come, you know, the moment they come through the doors, don't you? Like you said, when you look for up sure. that, like you it's know. energy, it's energy. You can, and you know what someone's energy is like normally in comparison to when it's not. Yeah. It just feels like it's a really weird way to describe it, but it almost feels like a balloon that's been deflated. And, and then you start to feel almost like you're sinking as well. It's yeah, a weird I feeling. Um, we've gone a bit off there, but I actually love that. Like, I really appreciate that there. So let's talk about your career now, your PT career. So you've been in the game for two years. Um, did you PT while, like, I want to make this so people can listen to it outside of pandemic times, but it's been quite a prevalent part of both our careers now. Like, yeah, so obviously, well? yeah, so I obviously spent the, almost like if I round everything up, effectively my second year in, like during the well during the pandemic obviously we're still going through it as well the panoramic um so you know there was a lot of not being able to like you know go into gyms etc etc and learn how to adapt now within my first year I made so many and it was kind of like we went into corona coming off of my first year but I made so many mistakes and I wasn't wasn't budding wasn't doing anything and I was kind of in an environment that I didn't really think suited my skill set at that time. But I didn't know that because it was the gym that I always went to. And, you know, I was just comfortable in there. It just seemed like the best kind of thing to get into. I just wanted to get into the industry first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And now obviously I look back at that and I'm like, that probably wasn't the best place for me to start. I don't think I had the skills or the knowledge that I needed to fully excel there, which I do. Well, which I have a lot more of a grasp of now. Yeah, But yeah, I was training during the pandemic. I was. Um, we did a lot of outside stuff. But at the same time, it was obviously where I came into contact with the magician. I'm just going to keep calling him that. I'm just going to keep throwing it out there because of that little smile. Gandalf. 
I've gone. Yeah. I've gone. <laughs> so yeah, I um yeah I grew my business massively to the point that obviously when I came back during uh, the pandemic, you could see that I'd been put in action into everything that I said I was going to do. Yeah, do what you say. It you was know. it was definitely a make or break time, and it was something that really did make it. It well, it's it's here. Like I'm here now. Do you know what I'm saying? I had to make decisions during that pandemic that would benefit me. And I'd say that, you know, even us coming into contact through the channels that we've came through, like that's very, very beneficial. Massively, like people don't understand. My DMs usually is you lot. We're always asking each other questions. Do you know what I mean? We're always helping each other. Even we're just pissing about, do you know what I mean? There's some level of benefit there because this job can feel quite lonely, I think, at some times because... Mm. In theory, everyone in your gym, you're against, and oh, fuck this person, they're against me. And to be able to talk to someone from a different city who's also going through the same thing, it is quite yeah. nice, do you know what I mean? So a yeah. lot of times we are asking each other pointers and stuff here and there. Like, mm. I feel like um, you lot ask, and I ask for help more than my fucking clients sometimes, it's mad. Like, yeah. you can't forget what your job is, do you know what I mean? Like, but, but this is what, we, what I just said though, isn't it? Like, we're very solution driven, so at that time it's like oh who's doing who does this really really well whose instagram con whose instagram content do i see and i'm like that is awesome do you know what i mean or whose instagram content do i see and it's it's the thing that i don't feel feel that i'm super super confident in or i'm super super good in yeah and yeah like i said being solution driven means that we're happy enough to go okay that is a problem but how am i going to solve it which is why i don't think we wait what we spend or like waste time going can i ask that or not we're like yeah, yeah i want to ask that straight away and get it done and dusted so when we went with the wizard as you say what we are yeah. doing we put our hands up and say i i need help i, I need help yeah. and that is a huge step for a lot of people it's something that we did so maybe we just don't have much of a problem in asking for help when we need it like yeah asking for that help initially seems so fucking scary and you dare do it by the time you take reflecting on who should i do it just fucking ask them do you know what I mean? yeah. What's the that could happen the rationale being is that, you know, I looked at it and I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? And yeah, you will definitely. always kick yourself because I look at it like this. If someone has achieved this and they say that they can help you do it, and obviously not all the time, because there are people out there who are just absolute, just sham, just shambolic people. They're just terrible. But it's like, why am I struggling when I could literally just supercharge everything I need to do? And yeah. You know, the, the destination's still the same. You're just getting there a lot quicker. And even learning little routes, like no one says that everything that, you t everything that you're taught, you have to do to a T. Like yeah. make everything your own. If you're not comfortable with something, don't do that. Do your own version of it. And yeah. a lot of what the wizard teaches us is more of kind of like the fundamentals. It, it isn't like you should do this exactly. It's like, this is how, this is how I do this. Here are the key principles behind that. Do with it what you want. Yeah. And that's something that we sort of say to our clients, well, just because we did this, this, and this. We've all mm. had different life experiences. We've got the same fucking job title, but as we can see today, our lives have been very different. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I want to talk about that. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but that first meeting when we first met April, May time. So yeah. we're on that course then. And um I don't mind saying this. It was reflecting on the year. So obviously you was on Fully Book 6, 5. I don't know which one you was on, but obviously I was a long year ahead. So in theory, I was three months ahead of you a lot. So I, 
at this point, when I'm looking back at my year, I looked at like a year and three months extra. And when we was reflecting on the shit that we've done this past year and survived it, so to say, yeah, um, I, I just started fucking trembling. I started fucking crying, didn't I? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, we have gone through a lot, nope. and we've all smashed it. Everyone in this room, I was like, and I mean, you all were strangers as well. I felt so stupid, genuinely. Yeah. That was a, I think that was a episode of vulnerability that was appreciated, and it was almost like a reflection of how much it means to almost everyone in that room. Do you know what I mean? You almost like the metaphorical embodiment of everyone's change yeah. because I feel like the emotions in that room were super, super high. Like when I stood in front of you lot and I went, you know, it's put me in a position where I can help like financially help my nan and stuff like that. Like, don't get it wrong. Do you know what I mean? My emotions were up here when I was yeah. saying that. Someone was like, and you helped me do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what set me up was you saying that and I've said this to you in the past like when you said that like for me it's oh I just want to earn money to get me on gym you're saving and improving to actually help other people in a huge way and you mentioned it today like paying people back and do you think that was part of that as well like yeah it's, maybe or am I interpreting things that aren't there really say again what paying people what, what, so like you mentioned with your education stuff and you were thankful that all your family helped you get to that point there. And then you're now in a position now where the moment you've succeeded, open quotes, because what is success, it's fucking subjective. But you've not, you've had a bit of success, so to say. And the first thing you've gone and done is straight away help more people. Do you know what I mean? Like you helped your nan out. And yeah. I remember you saying that when you stood up there and I was like, fuck, this is real. Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of forget when you're in the trenches doing this job that we are people, do you know what I mean? We're just trying to yeah. do this, this, and this. We're just doing a nine to five, so to say. And when you said that, I was like, fucking hell. And then I had to stand at the front. I was up right after you, and that's why I was like, ah. Well, that's fucking <laughs> mad. Yeah. No, I just, you know what I mean? I just, I just felt that. So it was, yeah, man, it was just being very, very real because it, it was like, when I, anytime it's anything with like my family and anything like that, like my emotions are always high. The last thing I do a lot of the time is cry. Like I actually don't, but and that's that's probably just down to the way that I'm programmed. I'm like, I don't know what that solves. It's just to me, not, yeah, not I even don't normally cry. I don't know what was. I'm not just saying that because I'm on recording now. Like it was so out of character. And then Kirby, <laughs> a guy I've just met, put his arm around me. I'm like, fuck, what is happening here? Like I'm not embarrassed about it. It was a yeah. surprise to me as it was probably to you lot as well. Um, yeah. And it, I'm glad it happened anyway because I think after that everyone opened up a bit more about their troubles and stuff within the jobs and stuff. So like, yeah. like, yeah, that moment, fucking hell, I almost stick with me now. Like, I cry <laughs> in a room full of strangers. You know what I mean? I was like, Shit, I was just like I didn't want to do my hands or anything like that. I'm just stood there like, eh, we've gone through so much this year. Yeah, man. That sounds like an Instagram post waiting, waiting to drop, man. You reckon? Yeah, that's an interesting story. It is an interesting story because if you link that to, you know, a lot, a lot of people would feel kind of like ashamed or embarrassed, and it's it's always that talk about vulnerability is that you know it it can actually be used as a tool to open up other people, which I think it, like you said, it really did. It everyone kind of like leveled off a little bit more and was a little bit more genuine with everything. It wasn't just like I've I've achieved this amount of money and I've worked with this amount of people and it was like the real stuff. Why do we really do this? And like for me, it was looking back at, in theory, the past year, we should have all failed, really. Mm -hmm. The job that we're doing, like IPT in the fucking snow, mate. Do you know what I mean? You yes, should I... Be no one should be PTing outside in the snow, but we did it. And 
to think that I was doing better then than I was when the gym was open, that's what made me go, whoa, but what can stop me now? Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. was the same sort of, that's what kind of triggered me. And it was, well, if we can go do it in the snow outside, I sounded really hull then. I sounded like I was in snow. I, I even I caught myself then. But if I can do it then, like, fuck me, it's, the gym's open now. This shit's easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And that's what was part of that was like, fuck, like, if we can do what we've all done in this room when it was a failing time and fucking Debenham shut down while we're killing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's mad. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. is. And yeah. the fact that we all have done well, that's what I like about it. And when we have these three monthly sort of meetings, just, and then what we achieved last three months, it's always like a fucking laundry list of stuff. But mm. if you ask yourself that, I'm quite guilty of this. I'm very much, I don't give myself credit ever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Ever. And that's probably why I, I cried that day because I've kept this same throughout a year. I've done this, this, and this. I've not really thought about it because I'm still trying to go to fucking point C still. And it's, sure. you all need to appreciate a little bit more here and there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and just weaponizing that. Like, there was a point, uh, probably about a few weeks ago, where I almost felt like I was voiding. Like, if you ever speak to any of my housemates, it just, there was this point where I think I just came out of hospital and I was just like, oh man. I'm just, I, I couldn't express happiness or sadness. It was weird. I yeah. didn't feel any way about anything. And I looked at it and I was like, what is going on? Is it anything to do with my business? Is it because, you know, certain clients are moving to here or doing this and doing that and I haven't got this in place. And I looked at it and I was like, what was you doing last year? What position was you in last year? And that for me was everything I needed to know. Yeah. Everything. I just checked myself and was like, be grateful for where you are now and use that gratitude to kind of like push further. In everything. That, that wasn't just even career. That was just everything. You just saying that then made me think, what, what was I doing this time last year? Like I just started this podcast. It's a year anniversary next week. Uh, I was doing it in the same room, but I was kneeling with my wardrobe. I put my laptop on the end of the wardrobe. <laughs> I was kneeling the entire podcasts. Um the business itself hasn't changed much, I don't think, in a year. I don't mm. think. Obviously, I've changed branding, but, I mean, anyone can do that as many times. You, you could do it every week if you really wanted to. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not saying you should change yours, but <laughs> I'm not even listening to you, mate. <laughs> right, so what do you think makes you a good PT? Um, what do I think makes me a good PT? I think, you know, if I'm going back to reading the room, I would use that on a bigger scale of, you know, reading the person and understanding who they are. I take a lot of time out to understand and listen to a person, but alongside that is always the focus of driving people to take control of their stuff. And I can't, I can't put someone on that, that track if I don't understand what motivates them, if I don't understand what keeps them from achieving their goal and what they need from me. Do you know what I mean? I, I think what makes me a good PT is that I always try to give people what they need, not what they want. Yeah. That, 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 if I just had to draw the line there, it's that, yeah, I'm a coach that gives someone or gives someone, gives an individual what they need. Annie McPhee, isn't it? <laughs> Annie McPhee. When you want me but do not need me, I'm no longer there, my friend. But when you need me but don't want me, I'm always there. You were saying it and I thought I won't interrupt him, but I'm going to say Nanny McPhee the moment he stops talking. <laughs> like <laughs> a single second his mouth shuts. And this might be a similar answer to what you just said there, but what do you think overall makes a good PT? Like it can be quite a similar, I guess. But... Yeah. So part of that 
is obviously what I've just said to you. But then other parts of what make you a good PT is I, I think it's knowing it's knowing when when knowing when to say no, for instance. Like what makes you a good PT is knowing that not everyone is built to work with you. And that's fine. And that's fine. There doesn't need to be like an existential crisis every time someone leaves. Sometimes it's an opportunity. For, yeah, it doesn't have to be though. Sometimes it could be an opportunity that you can work with someone else. So as well as being able to listen to clients and take care of them, a good PT also has to listen to themselves and take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that, that hit me, that one. You know that hit me, didn't you? You knew that hit me. Um, I don't cool. want to get too negative. I've got this question that I want to ask you now. I don't want it to be too big of an answer because I don't do this podcast to just slag off the industry as a whole. Like, we're in this because we love it at the end of the day. Like, we could both be doing, I mean, you've got better things to be doing office work, I suppose. Like, you could be doing more modeling shoots, but we do this job because we want to. But I would like you to ask what, what do you think makes a bad PT? Like, what do I think makes a bad PT? Um, someone who's just in it purely for the money. Yeah. So someone who isn't, who doesn't really care about the results they get. And I won't lie to you, you know, at one point in time, not saying that I was that person down to a T, but I remember when I first started, I wouldn't give people plans. So I'd be like, well, if they know what to do without me, then they won't, why would they be working with me still? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So it is rather than being just focused on the money, it's it's like I think what makes a bad PT is being solely money orientated and not understanding the true purpose for why you're here doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, there is PTs out there that do that. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how because you want to answer questions. To me, I want to help people. The same as you said so to you. Like I yeah. can't help but think like it'd be a very hard job to not accidentally give a fuck. Surely. Mm. Like, mm. You'd slip in, I'd like to think, anyway, you'd slip into like, oh, well, like them PTs you don't speak to outside of sessions, do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's bonkers to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll have them for the hour and then you won't see your client for the next week and there'll be zero contact between that. Like, yeah. them types of PTs, I'm like, how? How do they survive? But then I, I guess if they, if you never teach anyone anything, um, the first for their knowledge, like, they'll, you know how people, when they don't know any different, they don't do any different. So yeah. they... They turn up once a week, twice a week, three times a week, they get beasted and they're like, yeah, this is awesome. But what they don't realize is how important recovery is. How, like, is what you're doing in the gym actually conducive to your success? Why? Because they could be going there for that specific hour and going, yeah, but now that means I've got an excuse to do everything else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, it just, it, it, bang, it blags my eye how you could sit there and just wait for your client to come back the next week. And, oh, how was your week? And they go, oh, yeah, dog shit. Oh, well, we're in this hour now, so I guess that's your problem, isn't it? Like, we'll continue mm. this hour, and I'll see you next week again. Like, mm. how, you're not, they're not solving any issues. Like, I won't dwell on that too much. Like, I want to talk about now, you and your sort of prime, the moment. Like, what do you think was the best moment of your PT career so far, obviously? Because we've, we've only just started this, really, haven't we? We've only just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't even lie. Like, I'm actually only going into my first effective year of PT in 2022 do you know what I mean like I, I um but my best one was or my best one so far is having a client that left me at one point um to then come back again and recently said to me this is the healthiest I've ever been in my life this is the best you know most mobile I've felt in my life and for me that that kind of hit deep because 
this is someone who doesn't reveal a lot. Do you know what I mean? It was someone that when he left, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it turned out they had like loads of random sleeping issues, wears a mask when he goes to bed, this kind of stuff. And when he came back, he was like a lot more jovial, a lot more talkative. And he'd been telling me how he'd been kind of addressing these issues. And then, you know, going through training and stuff like that, that I have to sometimes check myself. And this is what I said to you about, you know, people's expectations and other people's capabilities. Us as PT sometimes understand just how capable someone is and expect that from them. But if they don't expect that from themselves, then you have to adjust your level of expectations, right? Yeah. So I often would go, ah, oh, but what are you doing on the weekends? You'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, wine, friends coming around and this, this, this. And I'm thinking in my head at all these points of time, but you could be progressing faster. So for him to then turn around to me and then go, you know what? This is the healthiest. And, and then I was like, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how fast I expect him, like, oh, he's had a sports background or anything. This is how fast he should be, like, losing fat loss if he applies every single principle I'm telling him. He turned around to me and went, I'm happy at the speed everything's going. This is the healthiest I've ever felt in, or this is the healthiest I've felt in a long while. And I just thought, yeah. shut up, Naeem. Shut up, Naeem. Stop overthinking everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you see someone and you not that we picture that they should be skinnier or more muscular, but you see the end goal to them. And then when things don't go that way, you get frustrated yourself for not being able to, to, to make them go that other way. But then you realise people don't love this as much as we do. Like, yeah. they are fucking weird people. Like, let's be honest. Like, yeah. I hate training sometimes, so I'm a bit different. Like, I can't stand training sometimes. That's why I've got my own coach now. And I have started training again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do as well, to be fair. I didn't I didn't really like anything um weightlifting for a while. I lost a lot of interest in it. And obviously I do boxing and tie boxing. That's they're my interests. But I have to understand that, you know, I have to build strength behind everything that I do. So I'm, I was pretty much in your case as well, man. Like I have I have a coach. Takes the thinking away from everything, makes things easier for me to just crack on and do what I need to do. And it's nice being the client for once as well. Like I'm getting my fitness pal up, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But I'm thinking, hang on, my client's going to think like that as well. So if I'm thinking like, but it puts you back in your client's shoes a little bit, don't you? Like I've, I've been doing it for two months now and I've got results instantly as well. Like it's been really, been really fun. Um, and this isn't a plug for everyone should get coaching, but everyone, <laughs> should, but everyone should get coaching. I honestly believe that. And I think, yeah. I think there's got to be a level of arrogance there to think that you don't need someone. I do believe that. Like I think yeah. and I'm biased towards that because my bank account would get bigger if everyone wanted coaching, obviously, like I'm being straight with you there, but I just think even in any field, obviously we've got a business coach, do you know what I mean? You've, yeah. I'm not sure if you've got a boxing coach, but you've got your own coach, do you know what I mean? I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of coaches for that. Um, wanted to get some more knowledge on things within PT and within obviously the human body, so I've got a coach for that. I've got about five coaches, man. Exactly, and it's, um, I think it's important to keep learning and stay learning, like I said, about the start of this all, about three fucking hours ago at this point, but um, <laughs> long isn't it? But How yeah, is it? it's important for us to not be the same person. Yeah. Just, yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, I tried to, but then I realised it was kind of like kick me out. Let me have a look at the watch. But what I've noticed is a bit darker now. Almost, almost four. Oof. Oof. But yeah, so um, it's important for us to understand that people might not love training as much as us, even when we don't like it. Do you know what I mean? But like. Yeah. They don't eat, sleep, and breathe PT in. For sure. Making sense? And 
I want us, like, you've just reminded me with the time there a little bit. I wasn't winding this down anyway, but now it seems like I'm rushing it. But but if there's one thing you would like people to take away from listening to you today, like, I've got listeners that have never listened to you before. Uh, yeah. What's the one thing that you would like to say to everyone today? Um, the one thing I'd like to say to everyone today, I actually had this, but that was two and a half hours ago. So <laughs> let me... <laughs> um, one thing I'd like to say to people is a bad moment is just a bad moment. I feel like a lot of the time we look at a bad moment and that turns into a bad day. Yeah. And that bad day can turn into a bad week. And then that bad week can obviously escalate into a bad month. If we accept that bad moment for what it is, we literally cut the serpent's head off there. And, you know, it could be something like, oh my gosh, my car's broken down. And that's okay. I, I'm probably going to get a taxi to here and I'm going to get that towed or whatever. It could literally be solved like that. Like it, it, ha- it does, negativity has no reason to go any further than the moment that it's in. Yeah. Keep it there. That is a good final message. And where can people find you on Instagram? I worked at the uh, With that really bad username, um, at NK, Naeem Kamili, <laughs> M.F.H, which is Mind, Fitness and Health. Brendan obviously knows about the uh, the other antics and the other shenanigans, but I don't really like to mix that fitness yeah. side with my I was trying to get what you meant there, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that has been, I've enjoyed this episode. I really have. Oh, um, I've it might be more for us than everyone else if I'm being honest (laughs) but we'll see like I have got people that surprisingly listen to be fair like um since I'd say since episode 10 the listeners have gone up because I think it's because I've been doing it consistently now um so yeah a year of this shit now a year of this podcast I've averaged at least once a month so I think it's actually once every fortnight in the entire year now so Mm. yeah I think you're like my 11th guest hey I really wanted to be the 21st one, but it is what it is. That'd be another year's time, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't bag these out too quickly. So, yeah, I do a solo episode and a, a duo episode and a solo episode. I, I, I do it like that. So, yeah, uh, I already know who my next guest is, everyone. So stay tuned for that. I'll let you lot know when it is. And, and I've got my solo episode where I'm going to be reflecting on the year of the Fine Fitness podcast. So, yeah, glad you all listened to it. And I shall speak to you all soon. It's been a pleasure.